This message you're about to listen to was recorded live at the Redeemed Christian Church of God, the Throne Room Parish, Transcorp Hilton, Abuja. Be blessed as you listen. Relationships have become the instruction from the pulpit, from the pastor, by the Spirit of God, from the throne room of the redeemed Christian Church of God. And I believe according to the book of Psalms, that of a truth, God has sent this word, relationship, to heal diseases and to save destruction. He says there has been a casting down, but by reason of this word, surely there is a lifting up. And that is how come in hearing testimony, as we have just heard today, we have heard that even she who was sick, by reason of the thoughts that had harassed her, finding that in her physiology, she was experiencing pain. There came a word, and it healed her of the disease, and it saved her from destruction. Because not to trust God is to come to destruction, either suddenly, subtly, or eventually. We are a generation, a remnant generation, still coming to Sunday service. Say amen if you're here. Because you're just a remnant. There's so many much more of us in our families, in our workplaces, in our home communities that have not made it to church and to the altar. So I do not take lightly the grace that this morning you are here and you are here for your word. But that word is not just for you and for me. It's that when we return to those places, we become the word that will speak, that will express what we have heard as life, as healing, as peace, as intervention, as mercy. The word on relationships to the throne room has come to heal diseases, to save destruction, because the very demolition of structures of life and society has happened because of the destruction of relationships, whether it's in personal lifestyle relationships, political relationships, in corporate relationships between employers and employees, disloyalty, breaking and breaching contracts in partnerships, relationships are breaking down to such a scenario that today, the very worlds we live in, the very systems we work for, the very nations we call ourselves nationals of are threatened because of broken relationships. This morning, you and I are going to pray and ask God for healing. Whatever it is in you and in me that is a breach, that are separated from God's grace and has allowed to come into the place of our reference, the things that break, the things that scatter, the things that weigh down, the things that break down. We're going to ask God, Father, let there be healing. Beginning with me, my relationships. I want us all to pray as a church. Father, thank you. Thank him for being here, for hearing what you've heard already, 
for receiving your ministration, the administration of his grace. But right now, you are becoming a dispenser of this dispensation on a word called relationships. Father, we receive the grace to heal through the word we hear, through the healing we receive. All that around us is in a state of calumny and confusion and harassment and fear and torment and wickedness and sadness. Lord, we declare your peace. Let it come in Jesus' name. Amen and praise the Lord. I stand here today by the blessing of relationship. Relationship, not so much through marriage, but relationship to my pastor. A pastor has invested and entrusted a member with the responsibility to speak what he is speaking. It is relationship. But in all the relationship series that we've been teaching, one thing God ministered to me today is above all, let my people see that the greatest relationship is with me. It's my relationship directing every other relationship, reconstituting and putting in order every other relationship that is out of order. Praise the Lord. And he says, when we come into that understanding, we come into a place where he's able to fully manifest as a God healer, the God restorer, the God redeemer of relationships in Jesus' name. This is relationship revision class. I'm standing here just as a revision teacher. If God has told us today that he is the greatest and that by that relationship, every other relationship will reconstitute itself, then we know of the truth. When pastor started the teaching with divine foundation, taking us to the very root of whatever we are rooted in, in our relationships, to show us where to begin from, it shows that we had to begin to reconstitute what was out of order. He spoke about divine foundation, divine configuration. How many of us remember that? Particularly speaking to marriages and the order of all relationship, that if God has put a husband as a head, it is because we can never have two drivers in one seat. And that in the place of submission, it is not an inferior position, but it is a superior decision by a woman to allow herself to be submitted under the authority of her husband's blessing. He spoke about maturity and called it divine maturation because maturity has a key to successful relationships, according to 1 Corinthians 13, 10, 11, says that when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away with. Which is how come a man is a boy if he beats his wife, rather than embrace her and grow her into her place of showing and into her place of dignity as a wife and as a woman. He spoke about the fact that when we mature and become men, certain things change. Husbands will dwell with their wives according to knowledge. And you will find that it is something automatic that he does. He also pointed out to all of us women that as big girls find it hard to start small with their men, it is good to note 
that is a big thing to start small. So whoever we are, whatever we call ourselves, let us not forget that the real testimony of being who we are with a big God is the fact that we are not afraid to be small so that our latter end can greatly increase. In the place of our relationships, pastor spoke about the law of divine homogeneity, water and water, a perfect integration, an unbreakable bond, nothing breaking it, a quality or state of being homogeneous. In other words, it comes to a place and a day where with our relationships, we're not just talking about marriage, but in all things, we are able to establish a state of being in peace, at peace, and at one. Working in it and working for it because that is the power of the blessing of relationships. On Wednesday, the Wednesday class, like someone mentioned to me the other day, that the Wednesday meetings are like classes. We spoke about relationships being like building projects. In other words, a relationship is what you decide to build based on an idea you've created in your head. What do you see when you see your partnership? What do you see when you see your partner? Do you see someone you can swipe and chop him? I think I saw that video and the guy very cleverly with this girl is taking her out. Just a music video, but as he's there with her, taking her out into a shop, showing her things and she's very excited and calling her friends. As he tells her to sit down, he takes out her card. So while she's at the shop, everything she buys, he has swiped with her card. By the time they move from that to the next place and he's taking the friends out, she's all with them. He has swiped her card again. At the end of the day, when he's about to leave, he hands her the card. And the end of the song is simply, chop him. Ladies, you will not be chopped. You will walk in the wisdom of understanding who you are. And the reason why ladies will be chopped is this. You have not established your boundary. We had spoken about boundaries and the fact that when you send a selfie, you have already gone too far. What a man cannot find on your DP, don't let him get by your selfie. Keep your selfie to your selfie until such a time when you can extend the selfie to him as a gift and not as a social media expression. Be selfie-ish. So relationships are like buildings. It takes your hand to build the right kind of hand. Hand strengthened by God, blessed by God, helped by God. If we walk in our own strength and our arrogance, then we enter into the other challenge that comes into relationships. Pride, I am, I have, my own. It's me, myself, and I. So therefore, when it comes around the corner, it's like, look at you. What do you call yourself? What do you even bring into this? Because you were never one. It was always I, not one, standing. Every wise woman, every wise individual builds her house. The foolish pluck it down with their hands. Talking about relationship. The concrete of any relationship. Concrete is agreement. If we cannot walk agreeing, walk as in W-A-L-K, it cannot work. Many people say, it's not working. It's not working. It's not working because we don't make it work. Nothing works until man carries out the enterprise of making it work. Relationships work. The light in this hall works because someone did something very simple. They switched on the lights. Right now, 
it stays on because people are working on a shift to make sure there is power. If power goes out one way, the generator comes on one way. It takes people to make systems, relationships work. You take your hand and your heart and you work it. You work it, but you make sure you keep walking. Never stop walking in a relationship with the next person because the minute you stop, somebody's gone ahead, leaving you behind or somebody has broken down instead of breaking through. Relationship agreement is about walking. It's a journey we embark on. The end must always be in sight. Too many times we come into relationships where we are not looking at the end. It's like a journey. You get up, you're coming to Abuja for the weekend. What did you pack or what didn't you pack? Did you get enough money as you were coming out? All of these things direct, instruct, and inform the quality of where you're going to and what you engage when you get there. Relationships and also the engagements. Relationships demand, therefore, that like a journey we embark on, we make sure we are packed right, we are formed and prepared right. Who is meeting you there? If you are still wondering, you and I will wonder. So the truth is, rather than go and find that we have no direction, we receive instruction. This word has come because right now, Relationships are breaking down systems. The relationship revision we are doing today points to the fact that where there is no vision, a people are destroyed, they perish. You and I become perishable in the very things that you have grown up in. Professors of whatever, corporate executives of whatever, call ourselves whatever, come out of your first degree class. If in relationship you fail, everything you have worked to become, everything you have gathered fails along with you. It demands, therefore, that in looking at our relationships, we are looking in, not pointing out at it being another person's fault. The fault lines, before they become cracks, are in the very lines of who we are and what is in our heart. Second Timothy 3, 1 to 5 says, This know also that in the last days, perilous times, dangerous times are coming. Men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such turn away. What you just got there is a profile of someone you should run from. When we meet people, who carry wrath in their bosom? And you say, let me just manage. I was speaking with some people yesterday and a sister actually, and she pointed out to me that, you know, the real problem for a lot of us women going into marriage is that we know, it's not that those things we didn't see in the guy. We just felt we could manage. So the other lady said, she told her niece, let me tell you what you need to do because this is the reality check. If you're not going to go for guidance, come for, for, not guidance, for, for church counseling, then please, can I inform you to do this simply? Write down everything you don't like about that guy now. Everything that irritates you. Everything that upsets you. 
Even if they be 50 things, begin a 50-day prayer course for yourself. Because those 50 things will become solid issues in marriage. What you choose to cover up today is going to walk into your marriage with you very well and begin to do, or into your business relationship. On Wednesday, we had a minister that came and told us, the cover page is not the content. So therefore, what you look at on the outside, when you get into marriage, the reality, just like we heard our brother speaking, it will be magnified, all those issues. Those things I don't quite like, but you know, it's like a tick, I'll manage it. That tick doesn't go away. If you don't deal with it, in the place of relationship preparation being consecration, that tick becomes tick, talk, tick, talk, like water on a rock. It stays with you in marriage. It stays with you in the business. And if you do not learn how to bring God into that business, into that partnership, into that relationship, oh, it's, gonna, it's no longer, the tick is no longer on the next. The tick is right on you. People change because of other people's attitudes. You are never an angry person. You might be an angry person. You'll be the angriest one in the house. Oh, yes. You'll find yourself saying things you never thought you could say. Because when the person gives you two, even if the man doesn't know how to speak, he will give her four. Boom, boom, boom. And even if he doesn't know how to speak with his mouth, he will speak with certain other actions. Provocation will always lead to a dislocation one way or another. Physically, financially, or in terms of the absolute relationship entirely. We have to learn, therefore, in these dangerous times, perilous times, caution, see caution. Be ye not unequally yoked, 2 Corinthians six fourteen to 18, with unbelievers. Many times we are so familiar with this. We think we're just talking about eh, someone who is um, uh, a Muslim, somebody who is not born again. No, 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 no. no. Many Christians are getting married to people who have no belief in their vision or who they are. Christian on Christian on belief. So that at the end of the day, the tongues that rise up in judgment are the very tongue of the person you married speaking against you. Or the very tongue you entered into business with speaking against your business. The truth of the matter, therefore, is this, that in talking about belief, on Wednesday we were told, find your common ground. Because in the place of vision, you take off together. Where there is none, it can only cause adhesion, not addition. There will be separation. The wedding day, in terms of the principle of marriage, is about agreement. But wedding day is one day. I was looking at a beautiful program. All the pictures are right in place. Everybody to the bridesmaids, to the guys, to everyone, smiling. Ooh, coochie, coochie, coo. One day, one day after that, if your preparation was not consecration, it's a lifetime sentence. Whether it works or it does not work, marriage will mark you or mar you or make you. It's your choice depending on how you went about the choice in the first place. But once you're in it, then be in it to win it. Be in it to work it. Be in it to take it the whole course. Okay, you went in and it didn't work. What do I do? I'm all finished. You are not. They're just starting over with you. Because you begin to work 
and walk. What is right from your heart with the God of the altar in Jesus' mighty name? The same with relationships of all descriptions. Parenting when it comes to relationships. As parents, God bless and help us in Jesus' name. That we train our sons to be men and our daughters to be wives in Jesus' mighty name. That we train them with the hour of responsivity in relationship, being able to respond, not to ignore, with the S of being sensitive, sensible as son of God and daughters of righteousness in Jesus' name. Train our sons not to uncover their strength until it is set time. Train our daughters not to uncover their virtue until it is set time. Yes, we have sex and relationships. We dealt with that. But you know, sex is happening every place. Like I said, at the roundabout, all about, before, after, every how. Even in the marriage, it's happening like it should not happen with marriage. The truth of the matter simply is this. I saw a scripture and it touched me. Jeremiah 4, 30, 31. And when thou art spoilt, what wilt thou do? Though thou clothest thyself with crimson, Though thou deckest thyself with ornaments of gold. Though thy rent, thou rentest thy face with painting. And I said, my God, makeup artist started in the Bible. Rentest thy face with painting. In vain shalt thou make thyself fair. Thy lovers will despise thee. They will seek thy life. It goes on to say, for I have heard a voice as of a woman in travail and the anguish as of her that bringeth forth a first child, the voice of the daughter of Zion that bewaileth herself, that spreadeth her hands saying, woe is me now. For my soul is weary because of murderers. Who are murderers? People have taken your love, messed you up and left you prime time, big time, big girls or small girls, empty. But there's a God that fills up that vacuum. There's a God that heals, restores, and redeems. He knew there was a generation coming to waste his daughters. So he set up a grace and a healing at his altars. I ask you, please, don't play big girls with big God. Empty yourself. Strip yourself. Bring yourself to where God can do a big work in you. Same thing for the guys. There's only such a time. For being a player. After being a player, you find out in your older years. Look at your daddies. Older daddies now and uncles who are players. They are either lonely or very sorry. Or they died very bitter. Even their children don't like them. Because of what they did to their mothers or what they did to them. Make right your relationship account with your children. You know, I said there's a dignity you still get after all things are said and done and wasted. And this is why I tell children too. Don't begin to take on the offense of your parents. It's not your fight. It's not your mess up. Your business is to honor father and mother. That is the right relationship. If you don't, it will deal with you. And I can speak because when I tried it, I went in another direction until I found my way back to honoring my father and my mother and knowing that they made their mistake. But as I stood in the place of testimony in Christ and in Jesus, hear now my father's testimony. I don't believe in all this born again stuff, but you are born again because I knew you before and I know you now. My mother goes like this, way girl, she's training. She goes, way girl, dial. 
this I know. Meshach, Shadrach, Abednego, and me daughter, Dio. In my household, I tell you the truth, my siblings pray and say this amongst themselves. Ah, the God of Dio answer us. Now, all these things I say because I got one relationship right that made every other one right. Even though I had gone and journeyed as a prodigal daughter, prodigal sister, wasted years. That's why I look like I look because God had to overcompensate me. If I look like the years that were wasted, I would not look like Sister D to Pastor T. What I'm trying to say is this. God will redeem, restore, revive. He will repackage and reconstitute it all. When of a truth, the relationship is made right in spirit and in truth. Don't come to church having a form of godliness that denies the power. You are wasting time to be happy, to enjoy life. Please, don't be fooled. Sister Dyer does not have 250 million PDP money in her bank account. God pays school fees for me. Takes care of myself and my husband. Please, I said that because, you know, you know it's an imagination. But you know what happened with that assignment? I was called because they needed someone they could trust. That's my brand. What is yours? See, relationship with God will place us in places that we didn't even understand or know we will be placed one day. You will be sent for. You will be looked at again. You will be given a standard that gives you a recognition and a celebration in his own way, in his own time. But let it begin by relating with God and being celebrated at his altar in Jesus' name. Talking about testimony, when we get our relationship right with God, we get our testimony right, not just with God, but with men. So in training and mentoring, not just our sons and our, you know, I'll say our own sons and daughters, our own, but spiritual. Anyone who comes around us, let us be mentors. Let us make mentees out of them in Jesus' name. I put something here. Please receive it in righteousness. If you have uncovered your strength or your virtue. Put your knickers back on and get back to the altar. Sons do the same with your boxers. Keep your hands holy. Masturbation is personal sex abuse. Why have I said this? Because sex and relationships are reality. And right now in contemporary society, it's been mixed up. It's been turned around. It's okay because we don't really talk about it. But in your face, I am saying it. Masturbation does not glorify God. Let your hands be holy so that when you give God not a wiper, but a praise, it is really a praise that is worship in Jesus' name. Sex is for marriage. Even though it's happening out, about, and around in social media, sex is not edible catering. It's God's gift to marriage. And it is the highest gift of love and worship to your husband or to your wife. Sex is not... I just want to say this. When we reject sonship, we end up in sin's ship. Please tell your neighbor, when you reject sonship, you will end up in sin's ship. Sin takes us away. Ask Jonah 
Ask him, he will tell you. He ended up in the belly of a whale. You don't need to end up in the belly of no whale. You need to be where the Lord will have you be on time, per time, set time, right time, right side, up. So you get the right kind of connections, contacts, networks, contracts, and all the rest that you really desire. Because God desires to give us our heart desires in Jesus' name. Hosea says, and I'm coming to a close now. Oh, Ephraim, what shall I do unto thee? Oh, Judah, that's um, Hosea 6.4. What shall I do unto thee? For your goodness is as a morning cloud, and as the early dew, it goeth away. Too much eye service in church. Stop doing goody-goody, but you are not actually standing by the goodness of God. In our relationships, let's do what is right by righteousness and not by human rights that you want to take to court, court and prove a point. Don't prove no point. Just prove your worship by your lifestyle in your relationships in Jesus' mighty name. Jeremiah says, chapter 4 and verse 14, O Jerusalem, wash thine heart from wickedness. God is speaking to the church. The perfection of beauty, that's who we are. But we are carrying with us, upon us, that which is a stench and a filth. He says, wash thine heart from wickedness. That is the prayer of David, creating me a clean heart, O God, renewing me a right spirit, that thou mayest be saved. How long shall thy vain thoughts, Lord with thee. God is talking about pride. Without humility, we're going down like planes crashing. Wreckages of destinies come out like plane crashes and they come because we messed up in our relationships. People are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Hosea 4, 6 to 7. Because we have rejected knowledge, God says he'll reject us. Today, we will not be rejected. We will not be a people rejected because we are people embracing the righteousness of God by a right relationship with God in Jesus' name. There's a worship that says, the greatest thing in all my heart is loving him. The greatest thing in all my heart is loving you. The greatest thing in all my heart is loving you. I want to love you, Lord. I want to love you, Lord. The greatest thing in all my heart, my life, is loving you. In Jesus' name today, I'm speaking to hearts that I've heard. We've tried to do the revision, but I believe there's more of God putting pictures in our hearts of what his desire for us is to be. I believe it's his will today that relationships in being healed will begin with right hearts being made right with him. And so therefore, I'm going to ask that as many of us here who want their relationship with God restored. I know there's stuff around you. Things have gone wrong with other relationships. But please believe me. Like I testified very briefly. That when we get it right with God this way. It begins to work on every other thing that way. What is that? That is horizontal. This is lateral. It works. The T is not upside down. It's right side up. Facing heaven. Whoever you are. Reconsecrating your heart your relationship to God. I ask you now, just now, just between you and God, first of all, just take this as your moment 
to say, Lord, I give you my heart. I give you my heart that it may be made right. Deliver me, O God, out of every desecration. It may not just be pornography. It's just the, the things we do and say, the people we associate with. We know it doesn't glorify the will of God. We know it does not speak of God's goodness or his grace. Ask, ask this day, Lord, have mercy on me. Actually, his mercy is here. He loves us. That's why today this word has come like this. And whoever you are that just prayed that prayer, I ask you, please, don't hold back. Just put up your hands where you are and let that grace meet you. Whoever you are, the Lord bless you. Whoever you are, please don't hold your hand back. Don't bother looking around. Don't look around. This is your moment. It's between you and God. It is personal. It is intimate. It is you and his altar. And Father Lord, I ask that as many of these hands that are being raised right now, just raise them up a little bit more, please. In Jesus' mighty name. If you're there, please just let it happen. I'm also going to pray now and ask for consecration over desecrated temples of God. He spoke about inventors of evil things. Sexual toys have become part of what people see as part of life. But during our sex and relationship discussion, what I simply asked was this. In coming to church, there's a way you prepare yourself. You say what you do in your personal house is personal to you, right? But when you go to church, there's a way you present yourself. If your body is a temple of God, there are certain things you don't do with your body as a temple of God. We are asking for consecration even over all that. Even in marriage, in Jesus' mighty name. Father, Lord, we honor you and we thank you in Jesus' name. And now, Lord God Almighty, I am asking particularly for those who want to have healing on relationships. And pastor, I'm just going to ask you please to bless those relationships that they be made whole. I was speaking with someone yesterday and she said the greatest challenge she's having in her relationship is that her fiancé doesn't trust her. And I said, she said she thinks he thinks she's cheating. I said, are you? She said, I'm not. I wouldn't lie to you. But many people are. We're just going to ask that whatever the relationship challenge is, it receives healing today in Jesus' name. We believe you have been blessed by this message. To download this message, please visit our podcast at The Throne Room on your handheld device or computer. For any inquiries, call 08087-000004 or visit the Life Center at number 20 Colorado Close off Dame Street, Maitama Abuja. You can also visit our website, www.rccgthroneroom.org. You are highly lifted, highly favored. Thank you.